0: Ave Maria Mutual Funds, seeking the moral high ground for 20 years, pro-life, pro-family, and Catholic values have guided us to the top. I know. Hello, and welcome back to A Reason for Hope. My name is Mario Costabile, and thanks for tuning in to this podcast, your resource for interviews, catechesis, and candid conversations about our Catholic faith. We also want to stay connected and keep in touch with you, so if you have any thoughts or ideas that you want to share with us, you can email us directly at podcast at arrayofhope.com. Net. Also make sure that you subscribe and follow us on your favorite podcast app so we can walk together on this journey of faith. We also ask you to prayerfully consider going to our donation page where you can help us with this work. Our partnership with you will allow us to continue to create these podcasts. Just go to our website at arrayofhope.org. So today, Dr. David Hyduck and myself will be sharing with you our second segment on the Creed. Let's get to it. So, Dave, welcome back. It's great to be with you again here. Uh, as you know, this season, you and I are going to be discussing the creed and what does that mean. Uh, and really, we're going to be digging deeper and deeper into the various components related to the tenets of our faith. Today, we're going to be talking about what divine revelation is and what faith is. Uh, we will discuss the relationship between natural theology and divine revelation, which is kind of cool. and Pretty heavy, and I really don't know what that means, so you'll have to let me know. So Dave, what is divine revelation, and why did God reveal himself to us that way?
1: The distinction between natural theology and divine revelation is an important one for us to grasp. It is an article of our faith that we can know that God exists and certain things about God by reason alone. So not every question of God, therefore, is automatically a question of faith. So some people say, well, I don't have faith in God. And what they mean is, I don't believe that God exists. Mm. But the Catholic Church would say that God exists is not an issue of faith in the sense that it has nothing to do with divine revelation, which is what faith is about properly. But rather that God exists is an issue of human reason that we can figure out by virtue of human reason. St. Thomas Aquinas is probably the quintessential example of somebody who took human reason to its end with regards to knowing that God indeed does exist. And he went on to even indicate how it is that because God exists, God must also have certain attributes. But he came about that all from the standpoint of reason. Now, of course, divine revelation confirms that, and there's no doubt about that. So I think properly, natural theology is what we can know about God by reason alone, simply by reflecting on the world that God has made and using logic and reason to bring things to different conclusions.
0: So... so this is important because i'm trying to grasp what you're saying so really instead of natural theology it sort of should be logical theology if it makes sense that it, it follows the, the steps that our faith teaches that would be theology right well We're,
1: theology in the very nature of the word is from two words theos and logos which basically theos refers to god and logos refers to word or reasoning. So the word theology is reasoning about God. Natural theology means reasoning about God from what we can know simply by human nature gotcha. and the world around us. You see, so that's different than dogmatic theology, which is about looking at the dogmas of the church. Dogmas are what God has revealed through inspiration. It's more through divine in- revelation, yes, yeah. and you know the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, right? And so that's a different kind of theology. Mm. So natural theology focuses on what reason can know. But you're 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 right. Trying to wrestle with the concept. No, it's great. You're, You're right in the sense that it's applying human reasoning and what we can observe about the world to the question of God, his existence, and his attributes. So how does this relate to the creed? Well, when when we say I believe in God right we're we're not meaning anything about the fact of god's existence so we're not affirming i believe that god exists or that a god exists that's not what that first article of the creed will wind up meaning we'll cover that you know Mm -hmm. in a future episode that is has to do with human reason knowing that god exists. it's a conclusion from human reason when we say, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, we're actually affirming something else. We're affirming a particular God as being the God who exists. But we'll get to that. Would
0: that be considered dogmatic then? And that, that's why. Divine yeah, revelation. Because
1: the creed deals with dogmas. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's that. But, so this is what natural theology is. So now the the real issue here is why, if we could know about God's existence and certain attributes of God, why would God have to reveal himself to us? And that's because God desires a relationship with us. Mm. So what I liken it to is this. Let's say that you have an uncle and that uncle lives in a foreign country. You know about the uncle because maybe your parents told you. You may know certain things about the uncle, certain attributes about him, characteristics, maybe what that uncle does for a job. But do you know the uncle in the sense of have a real relationship with that uncle, have a certain level of intimacy with that uncle? No, the answer is no. So knowing about the uncle is different than knowing the The uncle. uncle. Well, that's... The difference between natural theology, I think, Mm -hmm. and what divine revelation gives us. Because God desires a relationship with us, but He doesn't just want us to know that He exists and maybe certain attributes that He has. He wants an intimate relationship with us. But in order to have intimacy, you need to know somebody in a deeper way, in a more thorough way personally know them. Mm -hmm. And yet, because our minds are so limited, we could never know God personally in that way unless God actually chose to tell us something about himself. Divine revelation. Divine revelation. So, divine (laughs) revelation is all about God desiring a relationship with us and to to reveal to us himself so that we could know him and love him and want to serve him. Now, this is important because if you, if you were to think about how people usually tell another person about themselves, they use words. Right. So, I would speak to you and i tell you things about me and tell your, you know, you tell me things about you. And, and then we get to a deeper knowledge and our relationship grows. Well, with regards to God revealing himself, he also uses words. In fact, we call divine revelation the Word of God. Mm-hmm. The Word of God passed on in writing, we call sacred scripture. Right. And the Word of God passed on by word of mouth, we call sacred tradition. It's the same Word of God passed on in two different modes. Mm-hmm. And all of that, the scriptures and tradition, speak to the word of god with a capital w which is christ in this sense when god chooses to reveal himself he also uses words Mm -hmm. to do it he speaks to us because he loves us and desires a relationship with us but he speaks to us in a way we can understand in human words
0: so you really articulated that really well it really explained it so if that is divine revelation so what is faith
1: Faith at bottom is our response or assent to what God has revealed. That's what faith is. So it's not about whether or not God exists, which, as I said before, is an issue of reason. Reason can tell us that. But rather, when God reveals himself, when he speaks his word to us, whether in scripture or tradition, do we accept it? Do we affirm it? Do we assent to it? What's our response? That's what faith is. Hmm. So, therefore, faith is more specifically in relation to dogma, which are the things God has revealed to us about Himself.
0: Mm.
1: Now, an interesting point here about faith is that it's not just believing it as one belief among many beliefs, because that's not really what we mean by faith. What we mean by faith is us making a truth claim about reality so when we say yes to what god has revealed what we're really doing is saying yes it's true not yes i believe it other people believe something else Mm -hmm. but rather i'm making a universal truth claim when i say these things about god and what is the basis for me being able to make such a truth claim that God himself, who is truth with a capital T, is the one who has revealed it. The God who can neither be deceived nor deceive has told us this about himself, and therefore, it's necessarily true. In fact, I can hold it as more true than anything I could even know by reason alone. Mm -hmm. And that's an important point, because when we say, I believe in God, the Father Almighty. Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, I'm not saying, yeah, I believe in this God, but you believe in that God. Right. What I'm saying is, this is God. This right. is the God, the one, the only true God, and not just for me, for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so it's a strong statement. Connected to this is the way we end the creed, which is really, we should end the creed by saying amen. Now, amen means it is so. Right. So it's actually saying, yes, this is true. This is reality. These are the fa- facts, you know, like this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think that, that that's important when we're looking at what we mean by saying, I believe, when we're looking at what faith really is, it's about making universal truth claims. It's about saying, this is reality, not just my own whim or mm-hmm. what I feel is right for me. So,
0: That's great. That clears a lot up for us. But
1: then, therefore, say the creed very carefully. Well. (laughs) Because that's what you're saying when you say the creed.
0: You're professing that you believe it. Yeah. That it's truth. That it's truth. That it's truth. Amen.
1: Well, this is great.
0: Uh, We'll catch up next time. Awesome. So if you're wondering how you can help this ministry, rating and reviewing this podcast is the best way to help others hear it as well as sharing it with your friends and your family. So join us in this mission by rating, reviewing, or sharing this episode with someone you think needs to hear it. And we want to thank you for your continued support of A Reason for Hope podcast. We are grateful for our sponsor today, which is Ave Maria Mutual Funds. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are seriously different. As a leader in morality-responsible investing, their mutual funds have four moral screens set by a dedicated Catholic advisory board. The funds also have experienced professional investment managers with contrarian thinking. This helps assure that the investments match your moral beliefs. Call Ave Maria Mutual Funds today. Call toll-free 866 Ave Maria or visit Ave Maria Mutual Funds Again, call one eight six six Ave Maria. What an honor it's been for me to have you with us listening to this podcast. We ask you to please share it with as many people as possible. The more you share, the more people are exposed to it, and the more people will hear it and be affected by its message. Also stay connected with us by following on your favorite social media platform at r4hpodcast. h Podcast. is the letter R, the number four, and the letter H, podcast. And also, if you want to see what we look like, go to our YouTube channel where you can see our podcasts on video format. So thanks for joining us today. And there's always a reason for hope. This is Mario Costabile. Until next time, peace.